British Prime Minister Boris Johnson was admitted to St. Thomas Hospital in London on Sunday for tests after suffering persistent coronavirus symptoms, including a high temperature and a cough for more than 10 days. Yesterday, he was moved to ICU. Crystal Gamansing joins us. She is Global's European Bureau Chief. Uh, what is the condition of the Prime Minister right now? Well, he is still in that ICU at St. Thomas's Hospital in London. He is uh, clearly uh, sick enough that he requires to be in that unit. He was moved there on the advice of doctors. And as you say, you know, on Sunday, it was originally shared that, you know, he was admitted for tests, that it was precautionary. Uh, the Prime Minister himself taking to social media, reassuring people, saying that, you know, he was in good spirits and, and was, in fact, working from his hospital bed. But clearly, his condition has has deteriorated to the point where he needed to be moved into the ICU based on doctor's advice. And we do know that he has needed oxygen at times. He has not been put on a ventilator, um, but you know he is, he is obviously in a, a unit where he can be monitored and will have access to sort of stepped up medical intervention should it be required. Crystal, um, Boris Johnson was in the business of running a country that's being hit really hard by COVID-19 and this pandemic. Apparently, it's it's going to surge this week on Easter Sunday. They're expecting uh, will be the deadliest peak for deaths in the UK. I heard there's no formal succession plan. Should a prime minister, should he become incapacitated? What is the plan? Yeah, not technically, no. His, uh, his his unofficial second in command was the foreign secretary. Uh, so he had sort of stepped into the role when uh, the prime minister was admitted to hospital. Boris Johnson then asked um, Dominic Robb to be deputized and, and take his place when he is needed, when that's required. So uh, Dominic Robb, uh, for example, chaired the uh, emergency meeting of all health officials and all officials uh, sort of created and and uh, updating the uh, pandemic plan uh, and he is sort of stepping in o officially there isn't a second because it's the cabinet who runs government everything is sort of decided on a larger scale rather than just one individual it's not um, you know it's not like the presidency for example so there are a number of people around supporting each other making these decisions but obviously uh, a number of politicians being put in a role that they didn't necessarily see themselves being in considering we're dealing with a massive, uh, fast-moving situation in terms of this pandemic. So uh, a lot of people learning as they go and, and obviously taking in a lot of advice from the experts to figure out where to move next. The rule of the monarchy, it has, you know, it, it's been uh, shifting as of late. But I think it was really interesting that the Queen um, put together an address and spoke to her people. How important is that role of the monarchy now when their uh, PM is in ICU with coronavirus and complications from coronavirus is, is it's getting worsening? How important do you think it is for the United Kingdom to hear their Queen uh, saying, you know, uh, sending out her message of we're all in this together and, and we'll get through it together? Well, it's interesting to note because, number one, she is being kept up to date on uh, Boris Johnson's condition on a regular basis. They would talk at least once a week for an official conversation. So she is uh, very much being kept in the loop. But what I have heard is that a number of people and, and sort of even the younger generation saying they didn't realize how much um, they needed to hear that message from the Queen uh, on Sunday until it, it was broadcast. And, and I think that 
that a number of people felt reassured and and comforted by her words. It it wasn't a very long broadcast. It was less than five minutes. But, uh, you know, she did very much strike a, a, a warm and reassuring tone. And then just this morning, we had another communication from the Queen. Uh, it is a World Health Day, and she took a little bit of time to thank all of those in the healthcare profession um, who are, in fact, dealing with so much on their own right now, of course, trying to keep everyone health and safe and, and, and um, just battling this virus. The United Kingdom is in a state of virtual lockdown. They were really late to the party. I mean, the rest of the world were looking at them as they still had their pubs open. The lockdown's in its third week. Crystal, does it appear to be working? The lockdown is in the third week, and when it was first announced, it was supposed to be reviewed at the end of this week. Of course, when that was originally put into place, it was so early on, uh, you know, people, governments were still sort of trying to figure out what they needed to do and what would work and, and what were the best practices. So uh, it was put together early on saying it would be reviewed within a three-week time. What we're hearing so far from government officials at the last update yesterday, we're expecting to hear more this afternoon, was just that it's too early to tell. Obviously, the numbers are still rising at this point. We are seeing the infection rate continuing as well as, you know, unfortunately, the, the number of deaths continues to rise as well. So families, um, you know, incredibly affected by this virus. So they're saying it's too early to talk about an exit plan. So it will likely stay in place for quite a bit longer. As far as the actual surge numbers and the timeline, uh, it was suggested earlier on that it might be around around uh, Easter. Uh, that uh, timeline has been debated a little bit. They're saying maybe that's a bit too early. Uh, it was suggested that we're about two weeks behind Italy, that it looks like it's been extended a little bit more. So it um, that lockdown is not going to change anytime soon. Uh, but we uh, are waiting to hear more as far as the actual numbers. We haven't seen any new numbers out as of yet today. Johnson's pregnant 32-year-old fiance, Carrie Simmons, she has uh, symptoms of, of uh, COVID-19. How's she doing? She did, yeah. She was also in isolation around the same time that uh, Johnson was in isolation. They were uh, isolated in different properties, so they weren't together. Um, you know, she she is pregnant, so there's some added concern there. Her last post uh, on social media, I believe, was the fourth in which she said that, you know, she had symptoms, but she appeared to be on the mend. Uh, so, you know, obviously a lot of concern there for her and her well-being. And just the fact that, you know, now with uh, Johnson, and in isolation, you're, of course, not getting visitors. That has been that communication cut off, just as so many other families have experienced. Crystal, you're in the UK right now? Yeah, I'm in London. And how, how, how concerned are you, if we can get personal for a second, about your well-being? I mean, uh, it's, it's not the uh, best place to be right now. Well, I think it just goes to show uh, the fact that we've had the Prime Minister, we've had Prince Charles, we've, we've had a number of health officials uh, sick, uh, including the, the Chief Medical Officer of Health for England, uh, who is in self-isolation for a while yesterday, in fact, was Chris Whitty's first day back on the job at the press briefing. Um, but we know that this virus is everywhere. We know that 
anyone is susceptible. We know that anyone can carry it and spread it. Um, so personally, I'm, I'm taking all of those warnings to, to heart. You know, I'm, I'm keeping my distance from people. Hmm. I am uh, washing my hands. And, and when I do have to go to the grocery store for groceries, uh, you know, it feels awkward. But I have looked at someone and said, I'm really sorry, but could you take a couple of steps back so I could get around you? Um, Good and, for you. And I, and, and I am surprised when I see people sort of just out enjoying the sun. I, I don't understand it. Um, but it could also be the fact that, you know, I've been covering this pandemic before it was actually declared a pandemic and watching it in China. So, um, you know, when you're in the thick of it, maybe you're a little bit more aware. But uh, I will say I am taking all of those precautions to heart and trying to be as careful as I can. Well, Crystal, we're thinking of you and the entire global family that are spread out across the globe so that people like you and other reporters can bring us the latest on this pandemic from elsewhere. Stay safe and thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you so much. Take care.